Blog Talk Radio. Yes, this is Delon White, R&B soul singer of Ambient Records, and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, you guys. Welcome to another dynamic episode of the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. I am your host, Bianca Fly. And if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to our friends and supporters at Vibration Radio. Also, um, to our sponsors. Um, Ambient Records in Kansas City, um, where CEO Stephen Jerome Ferguson is running major things over there. So if you are a music artist, uh, poet, whatnot, um, he will give you the opportunity to record some fantastic um, music and make some amazing albums. He is an incredible producer. Uh, so make sure you guys go and check out Stephen Jerome Ferguson on Facebook as well as Ambient Records um, also, and to our friends uh, in Marrero, Louisiana, at The Shop, uh, where they have the best daiquiri and wings you can find. So if you're ever in Marrero, Louisiana, make sure you go stop by 3609 West Bank Highway um, at The Shop, and uh, tell them B-Fly sent you. So, but nevertheless, you guys, I'm excited, um, and I know you guys like Oh, be fine. You're always excited. Of course I am. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we got a new guest, a special guest uh, this evening joining us. Guys, we got Dillis Victoria on here. She's going to be joining us of Dillis Victoria Media Experience. Um, And if you guys have been listening to our shows lately, uh, she has collaborated with some amazing individuals um, that have come on the show and share their stories with us. And so tonight she is going to do the same with us. She is a media story coach, publicist, speaker, author, influencer, you name it. She does it, you guys. So Dillis is going to tell us all about what she does and more um, as well as share her own personal journey um, to how she got to where she is now, you guys. So you're in store for a special treat. Um, as always, I encourage you guys to make sure you call in if you have questions or comments. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or as many of you like to do, feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Uh, via inbox at Bianca Fly. I would love to ask your questions here live on the show. So tonight we're going to get started, folks, uh, and welcome our special guest of the evening on here, Dillis Victoria, you guys. Dillis, you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I feel like we've known each other forever. (laughs) 
forever I now. I know. I know. We talk so much and say, hey, girl, how you doing? What's going on with you? What's up? <laughs> and so it is a pleasure to finally have you on here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Humble and honored. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. So for the folks out here, uh, I tell them a little bit about you, but for the folks who this may be their first time um, experiencing you, hearing you live, tell us, who is Dillis Victoria? Dillis Victoria is a loving, authentic, and powerful leader who helps aspiring influencers get media bookings by helping them discover and create and share their powerful stories after overcoming struggle by helping them dig deep within um, whatever that struggle may be and push past the blocks that, you know, may be stopping them from sharing Mm -hmm. their beautiful, authentic story with the whole entire world, be it, you know, from a hard struggle to something that is positive, that they turn from a negative um, in order for them to, influence positive world change because that's what we're all here to do in this world is to influence each other with positive world change and mm-hmm. just be the public figures and, and um, kings and queens and powerhouses that we are. So that is what Absolutely. I do. And it starts with me sharing my own story and giving myself the permission to be vulnerable as a strength yeah. and not a weakness. Absolutely. What was it about, um, because I, I know you talk about individuals getting out here and, and sharing their stories and connecting with people on, on, on various outlets. Um, what was it um, about this that made you say, you know what, I want to be able to, I want to be able to um, assist and help people to, you know, share their stories, share their journey uh, with the masses. And I know you have your, your own personal story, but what was it that inspired, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. And this, and this is what I'm passionate about. Well, for me, I've always been very transparent and very open and vocal from mm-hmm. a very young age. And yeah. I realized that a lot of people watch me and listen to me. And um, I'm, I inspire a lot of people because I get a lot of inboxes all the time. Like, thank you so much for sharing that story with, with, you know, with me on your live. And it helped me to leave a toxic relationship. It helped me to come out of a situation that no longer served me. It helped me to step out of my comfort zone because you're doing it. So to Mm -hmm. me, that led me to say, okay, well, I have something here where I'm able to, inspire people in such a way for them to just step outside the box and just take a leap of faith and just jump. And so that's how all of that came about. And I feel at the same time, too, that we don't don't share and express enough about ourselves in Mm -hmm. a whole, and we we hold so much in, and it kind of stifles us. So with sharing your, your information or expressing how you feel, regardless of, you know, how bad it is or good it is and so on and so forth, it actually frees you from fear, guilt, and shame, and it allows you to stand in your power so you're able to show up and show out in your own, in your own life as, and show up and show up in the whole entire world. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that over over time we, we've seen that so many of us who do have a story to tell, you know, if we get to the root of things, we all – dealt with a mm-hmm. situation or were faced with a moment where our, we were voiceless, you know, with how we were feeling and, and the things that we were experiencing. Um, and so sometimes we may not always felt that we were being heard, you know, because we didn't feel like we had mm-hmm. a voice, 
you know, to get out here mm-hmm. and speak because for so many people um, of, of various backgrounds and cultures, you know, talking about certain topics, even to this day, um, are still mm-hmm. taboo. And, and people don't want you to discuss certain things because they don't, you know, well, we're not going to, you know, open that old wound and, you know, and all of these okay. different verities. Yeah. And so a lot of times people don't just talk about it, sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and somebody described it to me almost as somebody having, uh, you know, being severely burned, and, and somebody just putting a bandaid on it and saying, "Oh, it's gonna be okay." Yeah, you know, it continues exactly. to put in that bandaid, you know, while the womb is getting infected and it, and it's doing all these, mm-hmm. you know, different things, and so because you know it's not being discussed, and so I know with your own personal story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you had to deal with and definitely plays um a role in, in how you're able to help people, you know, get out here and tell their stories. So for the folks yeah. out here, um, I would love for you to be able to share your story. Sure. Um, growing up I am the oldest of four and I was sexually violated from the age of seven to fourteen years old by a person who was supposed to protect me and love me and guide me into the world, and I had to go through the process of self-love and self-healing because yeah. after being abused, I took it upon myself to start abusing myself and self-sabotaging, and my drug of choice was sex. And um, that that at that point in time, I thought that's what love felt like. But during the whole time of the act itself, I was very numb. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel, I, you know, worthy. And for me... It was something that was just something to do at the time because it took away the aspects of not dealing with my issues and not going into this, the art of forgiveness and healing. It wasn't, right. I wasn't ready to forgive myself. I wasn't ready to forgive the, the individual. Mm-hmm. And so it took me on a downward spiral of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and thinking very negative of myself and mm-hmm. not feeling that I deserved all the good things that life has to offer me, that I wasn't here to create amazing opportunities. I was supposed to be the person that allowed other people to trample all over her so that I became a people pleaser and showed the mask that we wear Mm -hmm. so much of being someone that's powerful but deep down inside I felt weak and I just felt worthless. So I had to turn Mm -hmm. around and start doing the work, which is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, identifying what the issue was, identifying what my triggers were, identifying what what made me tick, identifying what was good from bad, and allowing myself to sit in it and confront myself of the things that I did to myself. So one of the things that I did was I wrote a letter to small little Dillis because she was still wounded and hurt, and she was Mm. crying out for help, and she was sitting in a corner. And I had to ask her to forgive me, the grown woman, because I was a little girl walking around in a grown woman's body Mm. because I was not mature. I wasn't thinking the way a grown woman is supposed to think and her thought process and the way she spoke and the way that she acted and the way that she behaved and the way that she dressed. So I had to learn how to do all those things all over again in order for me to heal from the trauma because Mm -hmm. it was really, really bad trauma that I went through. And I had to say to myself, it wasn't your fault. You didn't deserve what happened to you, so now we need to put that to rest. Right. Absolutely. And so I went through that whole process and learned that I am valuable and worthy and powerful and loving and caring and beautiful, and I have so much to offer this world. Absolutely. It was one of the things you, you talked about is, you know, being 
being a grown woman, you know, kind of trapped in a child's body, you know, so to speak. And oftentimes we, we have that where we are grown, but because of the things that we have faced and challenges that we've been through, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't had that, that opportunity to live and have a childhood, you know. So right. sometimes people don't always understand, you know, and, and you know, you, you get to a certain age and people are like, well, I don't understand why they're so immature and I don't understand why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand people's story you know, to know why yeah. they are the way they are. Because a lot of times, and, and you talked about, you know, experiencing such trauma from 7 to 32. That's, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's that's childhood, that's adolescence, that's preteen, teen, mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you don't get to experience what people, quote, unquote, la- label the normal childhood and the normal right. adolescent right. stages, you know, you, you, you don't really know, you know, how to function, right. um, you know, exactly. at some point. Because you're so yeah. conditioned in the abuse right. that that becomes your normal and you don't know anything else. So when someone Absolutely. comes along and they treat you the way that you're supposed to be treated and they speak to you with respect and dignity, that's foreign to you. And then you're like, okay, yeah. well, this is good to be true. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that's right. what a lot of us do as women when, when we're in relationships that we go through those tumultuous, bad, traumatic relationships, and then when a good mm. person comes along who, who wants to love you, you don't know what the hell to do with that. You're like, what? what is this? I don't know what to do with right. this. I'm not conditioned for this, you know? So that's right. where the self-sabotage comes in. And Absolutely. so many of us do it, men and women. Men and women, we do Absolutely. it all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and you also mentioned um, about doing this journey, um, your drug of choice was mm-hmm. sex. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, you know, don't always understand this. And I've heard this um, several times. And a lot of people don't really, you know, can't connect the dots. And so explain mm-hmm. for the individuals, because a lot of times people believe, okay, if you if you do it, you know, emotional, physical abuse, sexual abuse, why would you want, you know, why would you want sex? Why would you mm-hmm. go out seeking to have sex? And so I want people to be able to understand how these two connect. So for you personally, how did the traumas mm-hmm. you experienced and sex meet up? Mm-hmm. Well, because of the fact that I was um, abused so, so young at the age of right. seven to 14 years old, I pretty much my innocence was taken away from me at that mm-hmm. point. So I just became the person that was abused. And that's, mm-hmm. that was my victim, me victimizing myself. So right. instead of speaking about it at that point in time, going back to what you said about, you know, the generational curses and the generational statements of sweeping it under the rug, the fear, guilt, and shame set in. So for me to kind of like, quote, unquote, gain the power back, I would use sex as drug and that way I didn't have to feel anything I felt powerful in the aspect that I could actually mm-hmm. control that situation control but in essence yeah. right in essence it was controlling me hmm. but at that point in time you don't realize it and a lot of people who've been abused they have a specific vice or drug of choice because it gives them some some form of power of when they're in that mm-hmm. high they feel powerful and, and they feel however they feel, but then when mm-hmm. they come off it, it's back to reality, but you don't know the tools and strategies of how to um, control your feelings and how to go through the process of healing. 
Mm-hmm. So you use a specific drug of choice for that, and nine times out of ten, it's the same thing that has happened to you, the same traumatic experience that has happened to you that you run to because that's what you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it becomes normal. It becomes common. At what point did you realize, you know, this this continuous roller coaster and, and spirals and turns wasn't beneficial to you um, and the person that you needed to become? I was at a point where I was home one day and I was going through severe, severe, severe depression. I was a functioning mm-hmm. depressed person. I would go to work, mm-hmm. come home, close the curtains, drink. And, you know, one day I just sat on my bed and my brain told my whole entire being, you know what, just just drink everything in the apartment, detergent, mm-hmm. uh, bleach, wow. perfume, you name it, every liquid, just drink, just drink it mm-hmm. and just be done with it because you're worthless and nobody will miss you. Nobody wow. will miss you. And it's okay. And I had to call my mother and tell her, you know what, you know, put me in a cab send the cat for me because if you don't do that, then you won't have a daughter in the morning because mm. it was so bad that I felt like that about myself. And right. I started reflecting about all the things that I did and all the people that I was with and, you know, and how I used my body and, mm-hmm. um, you know, didn't respect myself in that way. And everything started crumbling down. So that was my rock bottom. And I started having tumultuous breakdowns and questioning myself, like, why, 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 why? So that was my boiling point that I decided, okay, well, something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. This is this is not who you are, and something mm. has to give. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. During the process, because in you in talking about being, um, you know, dealing, being a functional depressed person, and a lot of times people. You know, when it comes to depression, people think, okay, you're just staying in the house and, you know, mm-hmm. eat up everything and drinking up everything. But the reality is that you have so many people who go to work every day. They have a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be the chip- mm-hmm. chipperest person in the office uh, while they're there, you know, and everybody's thinking, right. you know, all is great and right in their world, you know, and this person mm-hmm. is, is crumbling. Uh, once that you know yeah. they clock out and and that day ends and so because depression is one of those things that doesn't all you know automatically go away um, instantly. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to yeah. deal with your depression um, throughout this journey and 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 keep it somewhat manageable so that you don't go back to you know being that functional depressed woman. I write down a lot of things that make me happy. I go back and I look at all my accomplishments that I've accomplished over the course of the years. I go back and I look at all the testimonials from my clients that they've given to me or sent to me. I actually look at the scars on my body that I have because um, I was in a hospital seven years ago and I almost died. I had fibroids. Mm. One of them was the size of a softball, and it got infected to the point where it shut down my whole entire system. Wow. And um, I had eight antibiotics going in and out my system. My blood count was at 13 because I'm anemic. And that was a defining moment in my life to tell me, okay, well, you know what? You have to live this life to the best of your ability because if you have an opportunity to have a second chance at life, every single moment of your life is to be cherished. So every time mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going through a moment of depression setting in or 
something isn't going right in my life, I'm feeling discouraged or things are not working out, I look at my scars on my body because they're here for a reason, to remind me every day that I got a second chance at life. So that's what Mm -hmm. does it for me. Wow. A lot of times people, you know, have a hard time uh, letting go um, or moving past the, the, the things that they've experienced um, that have been very traumatic um, in their life. What do you believe helped motivate you personally to get past all of that and, and, and take a new outlook on life? Because you could have just stayed in that mode. You could have just stayed, you know what, um, this happened to me. This, this is what my life is going to consist of, you know, mm-hmm. For you, how are you able to get yourself out of that mode? The love and support of people that are around me, my fiancé, my siblings, you know, my family members, and my friends who call up and call and check up on me just because Mm -hmm. or, you know, just to say, hey, what's up, how you doing? The people who know me and they know my triggers and they know when I'm up and when I'm down, that actually causes me to step out of that mode and, you know, and I am thankful and humble that I have people in my life who are very supportive of me and love me unconditionally me unconditionally, and show it to me all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps me going whenever I go into that space. Like I'll have individuals who feel my energy and they know when something's not right. And, and for that I'm grateful and thankful because a lot of times, like you were saying, someone can be going to work and they're happy-go-lucky Joe Schmo. And nobody, right. nobody would know the body. Nobody would know that they're suppressing yeah. something go out with them. So for me, Absolutely. whenever I go into that mode, people know my language. They know my mood. They know um, my actions. They just know me. So that I'm just very humbled and, and honored to have specific people in my life that are here to love me through everything and anything. Wow. Uh, what I want to do is I want to take a break, but we'll come back. I want to be able to talk to the folks about uh, one of the things that I found very profound in your bio. You talked about um, stop thinking and acting and living like a victim. And mm-hmm. it, it, it stuck out in, in such huge volumes to me. And so I want to um, discuss that more into detail, you guys. And so what we're going to do, guys, we're going to take a little break, uh, but we're going to come back with more Dillis Victoria, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or you can send your questions via inbox to me um, at Bianca Fly on Facebook, folks. So we're going to take a little break, but we'll be right back with some more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. 
the Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Tonight, you guys, we are on with Dillis Victoria, you guys, of Dillis Victoria Media Experience, you guys, and she is sharing, has been sharing her journey um, with us, you guys, and so I know um, some of you guys have some questions that you've sent via inbox, and so I will be getting to those questions um, here shortly during the broadcast, and so Dillis, one of the great factors that I, I, I wanted to discuss tonight were um, you talk about how we have to um, have to learn um, to stop thinking and acting and living like a victim. And so a lot of times people, you know, they, they never get out of the victim mentality or the victim mode. And so for you personally, um, how important mm-hmm. was it for you to stop living and, and acting and even thinking like a victim? It was important for me to stop acting, thinking, living, speaking as a victim because um, if I was still in that state of mindset, I wouldn't be as mm-hmm. far as I am today. I wouldn't be able to come out of situations that I, I put myself in. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to identify my triggers, and I wouldn't be ident- I wouldn't be able to create the courage and confidence that was in me, and I wouldn't be able to just step out on faith and just do the things that I'm doing, where I'm fearlessly living my life to the best of my ability. And I didn't allow all those things to hold me back or have myself in bondage and the fear, the guilt, and the shame that we all put ourselves into. And if I, if I stayed in the mindset as, as a victim, then I would still be in that space years and years and years. And I didn't want to have my life be in that, in that state of being. You know that movie Groundhog Day where you're living the same thing over and over on a different day, but it's the same situation, same um, scenario every single day. I didn't want that to be my life in no way, shape, or form because, you know, as we get older, we're supposed to evolve and grow, supposed to evolve and grow, but we have to take the responsibility and the accountability within ourselves to say, okay, well, this situation isn't working for me. It's not working for me. I've been doing this for a very long time, and I'm not getting the results that I'm looking for. So something has to give. There has to be some type of shift, change, transformation, and you have to be willing and able to give yourself the respect and the powerful leader that I am and embracing and accepting it and stepping into it. Regardless of how scared I was, I always give myself permission to be fearful, but I also give myself permission to jump. And we're afraid of the unknown in life because we don't know what that is, but the grass is always greener on the other side when you jump. Mm, if you're jumping yeah. with full faith and a full heart and a full open mind, it's always mm-hmm. going to be a positive outcome. Regardless of the challenges that you go through, 
still jump anyway because you don't want to be 80 years old, 90 years old, whatever, on your deathbed and you're saying to yourself, damn, I should have, could have, would have, and I didn't. Or you're having these regrets before you close your eyes. You want to leave this earth with peace, happiness, calm, and the feeling that, wow, I lived my life to the best of my abilities and I created all the opportunities that I knew that I was able to control. And the challenges, I overcame them and I executed the hell out of them. And now I'm here at this point where I can finally say, you know what, I'm ready to go because I did everything that I wanted to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We do have a question from Cynthia from um, Dallas, Texas. She says, what is your outlook on the relationships dealing, having to go through so much turmoil um, through some very great periods, what what should have been great periods um, in your life? What is your relationships and outlook on people? Are you still hesitant about forming relationships or having trust issues with individuals? Here's what I would say about that. Every person, everyone <clears throat> has a story. And yeah. my strategy and outlook in life is to sit down and speak to another human being and allow Mm -hmm. them to share their story with me, listen to how they speak, Um, you know, feel their intention and actually feel their hurt and their pain because we're all going Mm -hmm. through something. The reason why people act out is because they feel like they're not being heard and they don't know what to say and how to say specific things. And we have to look at other human beings just like, we want to look at our, our moms, our dads, our sisters, and our brothers because they are human beings and they're someone else's child. Yes, you're going to be hesitant because you've been hurt before in the past, but you have to remember that that person that you're engaging with is not the, the previous person from before. So you have to give mm-hmm. them the opportunity to tell them who, who tell you who they are. And if they, and at some point, screw up if they feel, if, if you feel like that person isn't aligned with your energy and your spirit, it's okay for you to walk away from the situation and say, you know what, this is not for me, this doesn't serve me in any way, shape, or form. But allow them to give you the part of who they are if they're choosing mm-hmm. to do so. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Erica <clears throat> from Atlanta, uh, she says, how important do you believe taking time to heal um, guarantees us and benefits us to have a peace of mind. It's extremely, extremely important to heal. You have to heal your heart. You have to heal your, your spirit because you don't want to jump into specific situations blindly yeah. with all the emotions and the anger and the rage and, and the hurt and everything that you may be feeling and take it out on someone else who doesn't deserve it. And then it takes you 500 steps backwards, and then you have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. So the, the healing process is extremely important. And I'm not saying not to speak to people, because you can speak to people and find out that they may have similar experiences or trauma as you. And mm-hmm. they can give you, like, different um, scenarios and tips of things that they've used to help them with their healing and their trauma. But it's it's extremely important to heal. And healing can be done in so many different ways, but it's up to the individual to be open to the healing process because sometimes we're not ready to heal. And other times we are ready. So listen to your mind, heart, body, and soul, and it'll tell you when you're ready to heal and how to go go about the healing process itself. Absolutely. I've always believed that 
um, especially in, in adulthood. Uh, probably when I was younger, mm-hmm. I never paid any, any attention. But oftentimes, our body, when, when, we, when we are in tune, our body talks to us. And it lets us mm-hmm. know when we are prepared for certain things. Um, but it's only if we're willing to listen to it, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I think that, you know, in college, my body was telling me, like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't go along with mm-hmm. that. And, and you kind of talk mm-hmm. yourself, you know, out of these situations. You know, and so a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, we have to take the time to get in tune with our body, get in tune with um, our spirit and get in tune with our mind so that we are able to make the best choices um, as possible. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our if lives, I give you a perfect so, example. Yeah. For me, I came out last year proud lesbian. I was in a relationship with my ex husband for nine years. We worked together nine years, married six years, and wow. something shifted in me that I've always known that yeah. I liked women, but I honored it and I pushed it to the back burner. Mm-hmm. And when I came out, it was liberating and it was happy and freedom and all that stuff. But I also had to deal yeah. with the flip side of mourning the loss mm-hmm. of the old person. So I had wow. to go through the healing process of sitting with myself and giving myself permission to mourn the old list in order to celebrate the new list and forgive the old list for taking so long to come out wow. and, and be the person who she is now. And I had to mm-hmm. be prepared for the judgments and the stigma and, the, and, you know, being a disappointment to family and friends and losing family and friends and that aspect and go through the healing um, process of that in itself in order for me yeah. to come out on the other side, if you will, being strong and standing up as a proud gay woman. Yeah. And sometimes, it's, you know, the healing process can be uncomfortable. It could be so hurtful and, you know, you will be angry and you're going to be so hurt and you'll blame yourself for specific things. But it's, to thine self be true, whatever that is for you, be it coming out of, you know, an abusive relationship that your family members are saying, oh, no, 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 that person's good for you. He pays the bills. He does this. He does that. But if you feel like you're being abused in, in a certain kind of way, it's okay for you to stand up and stand strong and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this to myself anymore. You know, right. if you feel like you don't want to be friends with another with another person because the friendship has has ended its course, and that's mm-hmm. okay too. But you got to go right. through that healing process and sit with yourself and give right. yourself the permission to cry, scream, write write it down on a piece of paper or however you feel to release all the hurt and the emotion from yourself in order for you to right. move forward in your life. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the key things where you talked about giving yourself permission, because, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times <clears throat> it's a lot of people who – are in marriages, and like you said, they may share thoughts um, about, you know, being, you know, being with the same sex, or they may even share thoughts about, they just don't want to be in that marriage anymore, you know, but Mm -hmm. because we're afraid of what it's going to look like and how others Mm -hmm. are going to feel, we're not thinking about how we're going to feel when we go through this, we're thinking about Mm -hmm. others and how they're going to feel, you know, you have people who end up staying in situations and just being unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you have to think about, like, why would you want to waste time being unhappy Mm -hmm. when you can, you know, hey, you know what, I'm going to live in my truth and I'm going to be happy from now 
on, you know, mm-hmm. and because we see it all the time. We've seen where people are in marriages for 20, 30, heck, even sometimes 40 mm-hmm. years, you know, and somebody mm-hmm. said, you know, well, I really ain't been happy in about 25 of those 40 years, right. you know, and, and, right. and but, but that's mm-hmm. because they were afraid to give themselves permission to get mm-hmm. out of that situation. And it's also giving, loving the person that you're with, um, enough to let them go yes. in order for them to be happy and ha- allow yes. someone else to make them happy and however happiness is to them, whatever their de- definition yes. of happiness is as Absolutely. well. So it's not only fair to you, but it's also fair to the other person. Because Absolutely. if I didn't do, I didn't do, if I didn't walk away from the situation, I wouldn't be in the happy, loving relationship I am now, and my ex-husband yeah. wouldn't be in the happy, loving relationship he is in now. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. it's not only about you, but it's also mm-hmm. about the other person because you're doing the disservice to the other person when you don't mm-hmm. let them go and allow them to live life to the best of their ability for them to find that pure, authentic happiness, which they deserve as well. That's what mm-hmm. it boils down to as well. Absolutely. Um, this one comes from Deja uh, from Atlanta. Um, she says, do you recommend trying to repair relationships when individuals have an issue with your sexuality? Or is it simply situations that you should leave alone and move on? So I know you mentioned um, in your very story that mm-hmm. when you came out, you know, family members who mm-hmm. might have been there supportive of the whole nine while you were married, Although when, you know, mm-hmm. things kind of switched gears, they were like, okay, you know what? Um, so um, how did you deal with that personally? I just told them, you know what? I respect your your view and your opinion. Mm-hmm. I love you anyway. Yeah. And, you know, just leave, it, leave the situation alone at that point and just give them time and allow them to see you stand in your truth and allow them to see the true person that you are and how happy you are how peaceful you are, and how proud you are of yourself being your true self. And the thing about it is you have to remember, too, with parents and family members, they're already conditioned that life is supposed to be man and woman, woman and man. So sometimes you have to not excuse them, but you just have to allow that situation just to boil over the way it boils over and continue to live in your life the way that you, you choose to because, a lot of times our family and our friends, because they don't know how you're feeling, they impose their feelings on you. Mm. And at the same time, it comes from fear because yeah. they're afraid to step out on faith and do specific things they know deep down in their heart they should be doing. It's a fear, and they want to impose that fear on you to keep you in a box. But because you yeah. decided to either tear the box down, paint the box a different color, step over the damn box, mm. or change the box into a circle, it's a fearful thing for them. Right. But you have to be consistent in owning your confidence and your courage and being the person that you were created to be on this earth. Yeah. And in time, they'll see it for themselves and they'll come around because it took my mom and my dad a very, very long time to come around, mm-hmm. you know, for them to be like, okay, well, you know, this is my daughter. I love her. My mom said she always knew that I was, quote, unquote, that way since I was younger. And my mm-hmm. dad was like, well, you're 41 years old. There's not much that I could do about it. Is this a decision that I would want for you to make? No. And mm-hmm. I just said, okay, I love you guys. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for right. raising me and taking care of me. I'm my own grown woman, and I don't have to 
look to you for permission or approval of how to right. live my life. Mm. If I'm doing all the things that I've already did in my life, yes. went to school, got the job that you wanted me to get, married the person that you want to be, I already honored you in that way, shape, or form. So now it's time yeah. for me to do me. Absolutely. And I think that's a and hard that's conversation it. for us to have with our parents, you know, because we get mm-hmm. to a certain age and, and you know, your, your parents feel, you know, some type of way about everything in life, you know, especially when, when certain things take upon, they're like, okay, you know, we, we don't believe in that. That's not how we were raised. And so a lot of times you have so many people who go the opposite way or get stuck in a certain spot because they know that this is not what my family expects of me. This is mm-hmm. not what my family wants mm-hmm. from me. And a lot of times, and this is not how I raised you. What yeah, you yeah, yeah. Because you know, and and the thing about what parents is, because you know, in their mind, they have this picture of what their child is going to be like, you know, and and mm-hmm. how they're going to grow up, get married, picket fence, kids, the whole nine. However, mm-hmm. I think that the the great fear, um, and, and a lot of my friends that um, have came out to their parents is that parents are are fearful of how -hmm. you're going to go about in this world with people knowing Mm -hmm. who you are you know because it's it's always been that thing where and I remember talking to my mom about um you know because I wanted to know I was like mom were you know were people you know when you were in school did they come out and say that they were gay did you you know or how did that conversation Mm -hmm. take place and she said no she said people might have mm-hmm. noticed, you know, that someone was a bit different, but nobody would come out and just say, hey, you know, I'm I'm gay or whatnot. But and even at that time, she said they were too scared. They were too scared, yeah. you know, to come out and, mm-hmm. and say that's who they are. And their parents definitely, you know, quote, unquote, kind of damned them to hell, so to speak, you know, if they did, right. you know. Because I think with parents, too, I think it's kind of like a shame and embarrassment for them that my child is gay. And how is it going to affect me in my life? And honestly, if it's not affecting your health, if it's not affecting your bills, if it's not taken away from you Mm -hmm. as a person, if it's not Mm -hmm. affecting your rent, what's the problem? And I, I, for me, it kind of like gets me upset sometimes where it's, it's for us to come out as who we are, you mm-hmm. take a lot to do so when you get nervous and scared and you're definitely terrified of saying, I'm gay. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it shouldn't be that way. It should be as simple as a straight person saying, you know, I love Tom or I love Sue or I love this one, I love that one. There's nothing wrong with you loving another human being that happens to be of the same sex. It's still a person. It's still a person at the end of the day. So Absolutely. I think it's just it, it's just something that it, it just it makes no sense to me. Absolutely. What was that day like? What was that day like for for Dillis when you were like, you know what? Uh, I'm gay. I'm saying mm-hmm. it out loud. I'm, I'm I, I don't have to pretend anymore. I don't have to keep it a secret. What was that <laughs> day like um, for Dillis? What I did was I came out on my 40th birthday last year. I did a whole production photo shoot. And wow. one of the photo shoots, I had on this bodysuit <laughs> thing, and I had the word lesbian on one arm and um, fearless on the other arm, on the leg. I had powerful, confident rebirth. And I just put my pictures up there on Facebook and did this whole thing about being gay and proud and 
you know, stepping out into the person that I was created to become and yada, 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 blah, 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 all the amazing, beautiful words and comments and so on and so forth that I could come up with that was in our heart at the time that I was bursting to say. I just took that moment and just did it that way. Because people who know me, they know I don't do things light. I do things very extravagant and very, like, how. So <laughs> that's yeah. what I did. And um, it was liberating for me. And yeah. I had to get out of my mind of saying, okay, well, you know if you do this, there's no turning back of the comments and the, and the judgments right. you're going to receive. And at the end right. of the day, I had to say, F it. I'm going to just do it anyway because I don't That's need right. anyone's permission or approval. That's right. Because when people are making decisions about their lives, nobody's calling me to ask me for my permission. Mm. Nobody wants my approval. Okay. They're going to make That's their right. decision on their own. So why the hell am I worrying about what other people think and feel? That's and, right. and furthermore, I'm a grown woman. Yeah. I'm yep. a grown woman. I don't answer to anyone. Absolutely. So that's what it was Absolutely. for me. And I was, I mean, and people were like, oh, my God, we've never seen you so happy. We've never yeah. seen you at such peace. We've never seen you so strong as you are right now. And that, wow. me, that was just the finding moment. Like, okay, this this is it. This is it right here. Man. Well, I, I know I haven't known you. morning with peace. <laughs> I, I know I haven't known you that long, but I know, and I and I and me and Dillis were, were laughing about this. But baby, baby, as Dillis calls her, uh, man, definitely puts a <laughs> smile on her face, and uh, you know I'm gonna have to come and tell just so baby can fix me some some uh. breakfast and stuff too. <laughs> but it is, it, you know, it, yeah. it it's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful thing to see yeah. just people be authentically happy. You know, just where they are um, in life. You know, we got enough people around here pretending to be, <laughs> you know, all kind of things. And, and, you know, so when you see people who are just living authentically and living freely um, to be who they are, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Sabrina is a pure blessing, breath of fresh air. Um, when we met, she pretty much kind of like knew my energy and my skirt without me even having to tell her. And that's one of the things that made me fall in love with her. And she has been (laughs) just a beautiful soul in my life. Like there's certain things that when you come across a specific person in life, the things that they know about you off the bat by just reading and feeling your energy. And, you know, I felt like when we met, I felt like she Googled me or she talked to people who knew me and she, she didn't. And I, you know, I was giving her the side eye, like, uh, "Who you been talking to that I know that you know?" But it wasn't like that. She was very pure and authentic, and you know, she was like, "I'm gonna make you love me, and you're the person that I've been waiting for for my whole entire life." And I was like, "Yeah, she over here running game, running game." But it was, it was very pure, authentic, and it was the truth. It was the truth, and I wasn't used to that in relationships yeah. with people. Yeah. And she pretty much matches me on so many different levels, and I'm very thankful. Extremely amazing, amazing, beautiful human being. Absolutely. For those individuals out here, um, Dillis, who they have a story, they, they've they been through some things and, and faced some challenges in their life, and they're trying to mm-hmm. get to that point in their life where they, they're, they're able to live and, and be free. What would be your words of encouragement um, to those individuals? I would say to just be honest with yourself and stand in your truth and to thyself be true because we only have one life. And until that point in time where we know our birth dates and not our death dates, you have to live your life to the best of your ability because you only only have one shot at this life because once you're done, that's it. There is no coming back. There's no coming back. So live it to the best of your ability 
And sometimes you just have to just block out the naysayers and block out the negativity that people are telling you about things that you want to do or how you choose to live. And just remember, it's your life, and you don't need anybody's approval, permission to live your life. And bring up the most exceptional parts of who you are and give yourself that permission to be you all day, every day. Because there's only one you. You were born the most powerful manifestation that there is. So honor that. Respect it. Own it. That's what I would say. Love it. Absolutely love it. And, um, you know, the the one thing about um, I've learned that when people are just uh, phenomenal and awesome people, they tend to attract more phenomenal and awesome mm-hmm. people uh, to them. And exactly. your clients uh, are just as phenomenal um, as you are. And so for those individuals out here, they have that business, they have that brand, they want to get out here, they want to share mm-hmm. their stories. Uh, I want mm-hmm. you to give them information on how they can contact you and, and, and get those things rolling. Sure. You can contact me via Facebook inbox. Um, friend requests me on Facebook. I am the only Dillis on there, D-H-Y-L-L-E-S. Um, you can visit my website, Dillis.com. Um, my email address is info at Dillis.com. And um, just be open to having a conversation with me and allow me to help you dig deep into revealing the most exceptional parts of yourself that, that positions you as an expert in your authentic purpose because it's something that you can bring to the world as a gift to inspire positive world change in your own way that is something that no one else can do but you within your own purpose and how you experience life and how you decided and committed to change a negative to a positive. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely love it. And um, for the folks out here, um, tell them how they can go about getting in contact with you um, through social mm-hmm. media, website, all those great avenues. Um, Facebook is Dillis, D-H-Y-L-L-E-S. Um, uh, also, Dillis Media Ex- Experience, Dillis Victoria Media Experience. Um, Instagram, Dillis. My website is Dillis.com. And my email address is info at Dillis.com. Awesome. And I definitely want to thank you for coming on here this evening. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and I hope you'll come back <laughs> again soon and talk with me. Yes. It's, it's always great to talk to you and, and check in with you. I'm glad that you're up, you're doing well and in, in all those great thank avenues. You. And so, um, yes, like I said, you have, um, awesome spirit you just you you really do you have an awesome spirit and you know the thing about about people especially uh, I will say this about me um I I meet a lot of people and so sometimes when people come across and they're they're bubbly and they're happy I'm like oh boy what's going what's going on (laughs) but um I can feel that you know the uh you being real and you being authentic in who you are and I'm just glad that we were able to uh, make this connection and to be able to you know just connect with one another Um, it's always great to be able to connect with just great and genuine people and um, I'm loving what you're doing and how you represent um, not only um, yourself but as well um, as your clientele and your brand and your business and so uh, I definitely encourage you guys to get in touch with her Uh, she is doing from Thank you. Because I know we were supposed to connect a couple weeks ago, but I had actually had to go and have surgery. I had a um, yeah. laparoscopic hysterectomy done. 
And I have to remove my uterus due to fibroids, so I'm actually still in the healing process. And the recovery girl, oh, my Lord, there's times where I have so much energy. I'm like, woo-hoo, and other times I feel like I just did a triathlon, and I just want to lay the hell down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just take it easy. I know that might not be, that might be challenging to do, but you definitely. It is so challenging. Oh, my God. Like, I'm in the bed lane now, like, oh, my God, I'm getting cabin fever, depression setting, and I need sun. I need something but I mean it's a process and it's teaching me a lot a lot of patience and how to yeah. slow down because I'm, I'm so resilient and I always want to push but you know oh, yeah. it is what it is and um, you know it, it's good I'm glad that I had the surgery done because the fibroids did come back and it was it was time to just eradicate it once and for all that way I don't yeah. have complications um, yeah. many years to come so I'm glad that I was Absolutely. able to come on tonight and, and um, do the show with you Absolutely. I am glad as well. And I definitely hope you'll come back again um, to talk Hopefully. with me. I definitely would love to have you on and just appreciate you so much for coming on here um, and sharing your story with us. And uh, I will be sharing um, Jilla's information so that you guys are able to connect with her as well on the um, Bianca Fa page on Facebook. And so with that said, Jilla, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your evening, your week and weekend, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Same here. Have a good night, and thank you so you much too. again for having me. You're welcome. All right, you guys. That was Dillas Victoria. Um, coming to you live and direct from Dillas Victoria Media Experience. Uh, make sure you guys make sure you connect with her um, and all those great avenues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Uh, it's always been great uh, to be able to meet someone who wants to help everybody to create and share their powerful stories. Uh, so make sure you guys go and connect with her and all of those great avenues. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I thank you guys so much for coming on and supporting us in the way that you do and for continuing uh, to tune in to us each and every week. And so with that said, folks, I hope you guys have an incredible rest of your week and magnificent weekend. Live it like it's golden. And remember, never give up on things that have true purpose to you. I am Bianca Fly. I'll see you guys next week, same time, same place, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all have a good one. Thank you.